Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Don. The most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. You should be your competition's huge problem. This is the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast with Steve Cypress and Everett Fornell. Welcome to another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, the greatest, hugest, most unbelievably excellent making podcasting great again podcast in the history of podcasting. Speaking of which, as always, I'm joined by my one and only greatest co-host of any podcast in history, Mr. Everett Fardell. Steve, i got to tell you something. Some of our listeners, believe it or not, I know it's incredibly impossible to believe, but some of our listeners actually are not going and signing up for the advanced tip every week. Yeah, they're so not going just, to LessonsLearnFromDonaldTrump.com and getting the advanced tip. Well, i, I got to tell you something. I'm very seriously thinking about, about applying sanctions and starting to charge, putting a tariff on uh, if you want to get to the website, you have to... Uh, the heck with that. We're not even going to allow people to listen. They can't even listen to the podcast unless they pay us money. That's right. That's right. They in gotta, fact, that's just the way it is. We're gonna. We, I know that's never done in any podcasting. That's not the way it works. But hey, that's what we're gonna do. That's what we're gonna do from now. It's gonna be five hundred dollars a month if you want to listen to this amazing out. Well, speaking of which, if you still want me podcast. co-hosting this podcast, Everett, you're gonna have to pay me ten grand a week. Uh, well, you know, Steve, I was actually and a percentage of that, that five hundred a month. I was going to tell you, I actually need. I was. Uh, I was going to let you go from the podcast because I just wanted to keep the five hundred for myself. So. The 500 a month from the individual listeners myself, so I was going to let you go anyway. Yeah, well, as Putin would say, you can let me go, but I'm going to take you with me. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> that is not the topic. This is not Lessons Learned from Vladimir Putin podcast. This is the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, and as always, we have a little too much fun at the beginning of the podcast, and we are hinting at the topic this week of the fact that, when breaking news, Donald Trump is always negotiating. Everything he does is negotiation. It doesn't matter how much of an ironclad deal or the way it's always done or this is the way it goes is in place and for how long and by whom, he doesn't care. He says, I'm coming in and I'm renegotiating everything. And so he comes out and the anti-Trumpers will go crazy. He's causing a trade war with China. He's going to nuke the people coming through Mexico. He's going to nuke Putin. He's going to nuke North Korea. He's going to pull out completely from Syria tomorrow. Every single thing Trump says, which is simply an opening salvo in a negotiation to come to an agreement, the anti-Trumpers see as an opportunity to say he's crazy, he's unfit, he's outrageous, this isn't the way it does, it's done, it's unpresidential, you can't do it that way, he's causing a trade war, he's causing nuclear war, we need to impeach him. Funny thing is, despite saying all of that, there seems to be a history. In the last year, it seems that Trump makes a lot of headway with a lot of our foreign policy. So everybody gets upset, you know, and everybody says that he's doing a horrible job and that these things are ridiculous, just like you were saying, the whole anti-Trumper spiel. But then people end up coming to the table and having conversations, and people end up wanting to have a discussion with him. And over and over and over, of course. A, I mean, he rescinded DACA. He gave Congress six mm-hmm. months to enact something constitutional, unlike DACA. 
DACA, which was unconstitutional. So he gave Congress six months to put something in place. They didn't. Does that mean the next day ICE started going around to kids of DACA and deporting them randomly, haphazardly? Like, no, grow up. It was a, <laughs> it was a negotiation salvo. Mm-hmm. These guys don't get it. Did yeah. he nuke North Korea? No, but he did bring the rocket man to the table, didn't he? Well, that's all I'm saying. He's negotiating. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is negotiation with Trumps. When you watch Trump, you can be an anti-Trumper, and you can say, oh, he's outrageously crazy, and he's saying ridiculous things, and if, he, if that really happens, it'll cause the stock market to plummet. If that really happens, it'll cause nuclear war. If that really happens, then America's a terrible country if, if we deport 11 million illegal... You know, but get a hold of yourself. None of it is really happening. It's called a right. negotiation. Right. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. so how does this apply to a business owner? In my experience, working with thousands of business owners over the last four decades, Everett, unfortunately, I see upwards of easily 80% or more of business owners basically never negotiate anything. And even if they do negotiate something, they negotiate at the outset. So they call a supplier. Yeah, they negotiate out of weakness. They negotiate with the supplier, I need this, I need that, whatever. Or they're sitting with a customer and they negotiate with a customer, I need this, or, you know, here's what we can offer, here's the price, whatever. Or an employee comes in and they negotiate with the employee and, okay, here's your salary and here's whatever. And then that's it. Right, it's well, it's because they negotiate out of weakness, right? So you just mentioned a few right. examples. Let's take the example of the employee. The employee comes in, and right away, the employer who placed the ad, who's looking for someone who, quote, needs somebody, right. and knows that, of course, there's a benefit. I mean, by definition, the company is going to make more money than they pay an employee. Otherwise, she wouldn't hire them. So they need this employee, and therefore, they bend over backwards to impress this would-be employee. They want to wine and dine them, they fly them out to their headquarters, they introduce them, they give them a nice dinner, they want to meet their demands, they, because they're operating out of weakness of we need this employee, or we need this supplier, or we need this customer, and they operate, negotiate out of weakness. Right. Well, you see, Trump right. doesn't do that. Trump says, wait a minute, we're the U.S. of A., we don't have to negotiate a deal, NAFTA, that's really good for Mexico and not good for the U.S., trade deals that are really good for China and not good for the U.S. We don't have to, an Iran deal that's really good for Iran and not good for the U.S. We don't have to do that. We're the U.S. We negotiate from strength. Exactly. So, funny story, I was actually uh, talking to a subcontractor many years ago, talking to a subcontractor. He was a one-man shop, basically a one-man gang. So, we were going back and forth about how much he wanted to charge and how much I was willing to pay. And I told him how much I was willing to pay, and basically it was employee rates. I mean, it was what I would pay an employee to do the work based on the time I was paying him for projects, but based on the time and everything. And he said, wow, that's just so much lower than I And I said, yeah, but you're going to be covered by our insurance and our everything. And yeah, but that's just so low. And I looked at him and I said, yeah, but you know what the difference is? He said, what? Now, this is back when the unemployment was off the charts. Yeah, the difference is I got I said, the job, dude. I said, the difference is unemployment's off the charts right now, and there's plenty of labor going around. I was so, going to say, the difference, you, you just look right job, at him and say, the difference is you're still sitting here. Yeah, if you want the job, this is how much it pays. And you can so, this is straight. it. You have a choice of what to do next week. You can sit exactly. at home and watch Oprah and make no or, money, or you can do this I'm job at the price I say. Right. So see, the point being is that a lot of business owners would say, how much would you charge for that? And then they'd either accept it or they'd just find another person to do the job at a lower rate or whatever. But I knew this guy didn't do some work, and so I wanted him to do the work. But I also knew that I was in a great negotiating position, so I kind of stuck it to him a little bit. And that's the way uh, the world and, works. 
Right. And here's the deal. One of the reasons I stuck it to him a little bit is because he had proven in the past not to be a loyal worker. So he was happy to work on my stuff if he didn't have it to work. But then if he could go sell something and make more, even if I paid him. Well, I was going to say, you don't have to explain to him the economics of it. Here's the deal. It cost me this much money to get this job. I put out these ads. I do this marketing. I have this website. I have my trucks rolling around. I have my five-star reviews online. I have my reputation of the company. I have put forth years, time, and money to get this job. We're factoring that in to the fact that you're not going to get what you would get if you had gotten it yourself. Right, right. So yeah, there's there's all kinds of... But the same thing with vendors, right? So I know I've said it, I beat the drum about it all the time, is that business owners, they get locked in with the vendor, with their vendors, and then they act like their vendors are their friends, and then they want to... Well, because the vendors know what they're doing. The vendors invite them out to play around the golf, mm-hmm. and they take them out to dinner, and their the vendor salesperson is really good at coming in one. and making small talk, how's your kid in school, blah, blah, oh, blah, yeah, blah, blah. And you think they're your friends, and so you stay mm-hmm. with them. So you stay with them and you don't question their prices. That means they win but the game. You, but every quarter, you should be checking all of your vendors. You should be checking the prices of all your vendors against everybody else. And if you're getting good prices, good. And if you're not getting the absolute best prices and you feel like you deserve better prices, then you should hit them up and say, well, we, need, you know, we, need to, we need to talk. Bottom line, matter. everything is negotiable at all times with everybody. That is but, a lesson but, learned from Donald Trump. I'm sorry, Steve. I'm going to touch on the advanced tip. I'm not going to give the whole advanced tip away, but I'm going to touch on the advanced tip. I'm just going to tease it a little bit because what business owners don't realize is that they need to be in negotiation mode all the time, not just when they feel like they're negotiating, but every encounter with every employee, every vendor, every customer, everybody in your business, you always have to be in negotiation mode. And negotiating from strength. And that's what we talk about on this week's advanced tip, which you get by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. So we will see you there, and we'll see you back here next week with another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the Internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure to go listen to the rest of the episodes and get our advanced tip of the week by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time. Unless you like being a loser. Some people do. Trust me.